Live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, this is a special edition of Positively West Virginia, the COVID-19 Daily Business Briefing. I'm your host, Jim Matuga, and for those of you joining us live on Facebook, uh, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys joining us, and for those listening on the podcast, thanks for tuning in as well. We appreciate you guys. Normally on this podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with you and thousands of others each week on iTunes, Spotify, and through our statewide distribution network with WVNews.com. However, since March 19th, we've been bringing you these daily special edition broadcasts, and we're focused specifically and intentionally around this basic question. What can West Virginia businesses do right now to navigate this current pandemic storm that we're all facing? When we first started this podcast back in 2017, our goal was to inspire people in West Virginia with examples of real-life entrepreneurs and business owners who've built incredible companies right here in West Virginia. Quite simply, we want to help West Virginia businesses win. We appreciate the opportunity each week to tell positive, inspirational stories that encourage people to start their businesses in the Mountain State and to keep their companies here and make West Virginia stronger than ever before. Of course, you can learn more about our mission at PositivelyWV.com. Every weekday, we're coming to you live with special subject matter experts from right here in West Virginia to help business owners and business leaders with practical ideas to use to get you through the storm. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by Insurance Centers, The State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. Today, I'm honored to have on the show Julie Zerker. Julie is the owner of Sparker, Sparkle janitorial supply located in Morgantown. She's a graduate of Shepherd College. She served as an executive assistant for Senator Jay Rockefeller in Washington, D.C. years ago, and she owned a residential and commercial fuel business before opening Sparkle Janitorial Supply. Julie was our guest on the podcast back on May 15th, 2019, just you know, 11 months ago or so, on episode 70. And I'd encourage you to check that episode out as well. She has a great story and very inspirational uh, look at her her business and, and how she started this thing. It's an honor to have Julie Zerker on our show as our guest today. Julie, thank you so much for being on the show once again. Thanks for having me, Jim. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with you. Uh, first off, Julie, before we dig into the subject matter, uh, how are you doing personally? You, your your kids, how's everybody doing? We're doing well. Um, you know, we're, like everybody else, we're weathering the storms. Mm. Um, obviously, you know, there's disappointment about things that were supposed to happen that aren't happening. But we're healthy and we're together. You know, we're blessed. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear. I'm glad that you're maintaining a positive outlook on this. I mean, we're like in our fifth week or so here in West Virginia dealing with this. And and I know that um, I know there's a lot of people hurting right now. And it's just good to talk to you again and uh, catch up a little bit uh, on your business story. Julie, first, let's talk about Sparkle Janitorial Supply. What is it that you do and how do you help people? Well, Jim, we sell industrial strength cleaners and all our cleaners are designed to be diverse in nature so that, you know, our products don't just clean the outside of your house. They'll clean the inside and your car at the same time. And so um, we always say you don't need more products. You need products that do more. Mm. And so it's our goal to cut down on waste in businesses and in residences and provide good quality products to folks. Yeah, that's awesome. Very good. Julie, I've been inspired uh, by your company. Uh, You've really been 
thriving over the last six weeks or so. And, you know, I've been I've been thinking about this because there's there's like three sets of businesses and we've been talking about on the show uh, for the last, you know, five, five and a half weeks or so. And it's it's companies and small businesses in West Virginia that are completely shut down. They've closed. Some have actually closed and will never reopen. Mm -hmm. Some are thriving right now. And the vast majority of us are in the middle, you know, we're like, okay, everything's good right now, but where's this going? And how, you know, what's the next three months, you know, the next two months going to look like next six months going to look like. And, and, and I've been inspired just by listening, you know, to, and Julie, just for background, Julie and I are in a business group together in Morgantown called the Mountaineer chapter of B&I. And uh, it's been, you know, really a neat journey to watch your company grow. Uh, we, our chapter of BNI is an international group, and we're in the top five percent of all chapters in the world, right here in Morgantown. And Julie's been a, a leader in that chapter as well. And just listening to your story, it's it's profound. And I, I thought it would be a great opportunity to share what's going on with you, and maybe you can talk a little bit about. When you came into 2020, back in January, and where you're at on April 23rd, and kind of walk us through the journey, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind at all. Um, You know, Jim, on January 1st, I was in a goal-setting session, and I said to myself, I'm probably going to need to get a third job. I have two jobs right now. I run this company, and I work for the Morgantown Area Partnership. And I said, I'm probably going to need to get a third job because it's, you know, the business is just tough, and we're going to have to keep going, but realistically, I'm going to need a third revenue source. And my business, um, you know, Sparkle does did okay in the winter months. They're hard times. I mean, I sell a lot of products to car washes and um, detailers uh, and trucking companies and excavators. And, you know, the winter is a slow time for those businesses. So um, prior to um, this pandemic, that's where my focus was and just sort of getting through the winter months to get to the spring. So is it, is, is it fair to say that you were struggling a little bit? Yeah, I was absolutely struggling. Okay. Not ready to give up, but I mean, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard road to hoe as a small business owner. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's, um, so January and February, not a lot of business. Um, and I was ramping up for the spring to, uh, meet the needs of my current customers in the trucking and excavating and car businesses. Yeah. So that's where I was. And um, then Julie, just I want to ask you a little bit more about that, though. Like, okay. what was going through your mind? You're an entrepreneur. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you, you've had a couple of companies now. You're like, OK, if I could just get, you know, get through this this winter and I'm going to be in the spring, I'm going to be OK. What what was what was like really like the deep questions you were like asking yourself? Like, is this worth it? Those kinds of things. Sure. I mean, I I knew that. I would stick with Sparkle and continue to grow it. But I saw it growing in very little steps, yeah, you know? sure. And um, with a lot of my own personal funds, I would just continue to put what I could into the business and um, use my other um, my other employment to pay my bills and uh, just do the best I could. Um, mm. I certainly didn't ever think about, you know, not... I didn't ever think about Sparkle closing, but I certainly didn't think we would um, be thriving anytime in this year. Sure, it's a grind. Yeah. It's a grind, it's right? A grind. And a lot yeah. of a lot of entrepreneurs do that. We we have them on the show every week, and obviously, your story, uh, you know, back in May of last year was part of that. And it's like you know, we hear that 
on a regular basis. It's very scary being a small business owner. Small business is the backbone of the U.S. economy. I think it accounts for like 80-some percent of the GDP, but in West Virginia, it's even more important. You know, we are entrepreneurs, we're risk takers, and we're people that make it happen. And and so here you are in, in January, February, and then kind of take us into March and what, what, what kind of was the pivoting point for you? So in March, I started to see all this gouging going on with cleaning products. Yeah, yeah. Probably, and, probably before most of us were paying attention to it because that's your right. business, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can remember standing in Kroger one day and looking at the toilet paper selection and thinking, what the heck is going on? Um, but I called my manufacturer. I use a manufacturer in West Virginia. Mm. And I called him up and I said, I feel like we really need to amp up production on hand sanitizer. I feel like it's going to be a winning product. And he and I um, talked through it and he started turning it out. I mean, there were two weeks that I don't think he left the shop Um, and he worked his crew around the clock. uh, And we, um, we started turning out hundreds of gallons of hand sanitizer. Mm. Um, And we are committed. We were committed from day one. Like, we are not going to be involved in this price gouging. We're going to charge people fair prices. Mm. And um, we had to increase prices just a little bit because we were, we're working people 60, 70 hours a week. Mm. But um, yeah, we were committed. And uh, and then some crazy things happened. Um, another one of our fellow BNI members, Chris Wolf, his um, business turned down a little bit and mm. things were slow. And he said, I will lend you some warehouse space. And I said, I'll use your employees. Mm. And so uh, his employees came to work for me. And we started cranking out gallons of disinfectant and hand sanitizer uh, round the clock. Wow. That's incredible. So it was. It, so what, was the, what was that moment where you were like, this is going to be a game changer for me? I mean, obviously, you're sitting there, you know, that, that kind of uh, the moment where you were like, the light bulb goes off. You see in the grocery store, people are buying up stuff right yeah and you're like okay here's this might and you're and i love your heart because you're not you're not gonna go price gouge but you said this you know my business is struggling here's a need i can fill i can help people with the stuff that i have already right and i've been we've been talking about that quite a bit you know assess what you have help people that was like the early phases of of this crisis was if you're going to stay ahead in business you can't think about it innovating. You're just trying to survive and, and, and assessing yeah. what you had was, was imperative. And then you said, okay, how can I help people with this? And so what was that moment where you were like, this is actually going to be a game changer for me? I, you know, Jim, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is, this week has probably been the first week that I've had time to even process it mm. because as you know, I, I had no staff. I did all the delivering. I did all the bookkeeping. And in the last six weeks, I've picked up a full staff and I outsourced all my accounting. So really, like the process of um, really comprehending what is going on is not probably set in yet. Mm. Um, you know, a few like maybe two weeks ago, I talked to somebody and they said, uh, you know, we aren't able to get soap cartridge refills anymore. They're not available. Mm. Um and they said, you know, it'd be really something if you could make um, soap that would just had its own dispenser. And so I, I called my manufacturer back up and then he started turning those out. And so, like, it's just been an evolving process. But mm. to truly say that I um, 
I am comprehending how quickly things are changing for me is probably um, probably hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yes, because you're so busy. You're you're, yeah. you're, you're in, a, in a in a crazy growth mode. And yeah. again, you know, you know, we, um, you know, my heart goes out to these companies that are struggling right now. And I, I definitely get that. But but what I've been impressed with and, and inspired by is the way that you saw the opportunity and you stepped into it. You ran toward it instead of saying, ah, let's just see how this goes. And I remember, um, I believe it was. I believe it was March 26th, so it was like uh, you know almost a month ago, and we were at our BNI meeting, and we our our group meets at uh, seven, basically seven o'clock on Thursday mornings. I think it was March 26th, and you you came to the meeting. You had several gallons of hand sanitizer. And he's like, "Hey, I've got this stuff for sale," and there was a line of people, mostly yeah. mostly in the construction business because we have 60 members or so uh, roughly in our chapter. And, and there was a line of people that just were like buying this stuff, like by the gallon. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, in my mind, I was like, this is going to be wild. This is going <laughs> to be wild. And 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 and, and I, I, that was kind of my moment where I saw it and just knowing you a little bit. And, you know, we work, you know, us working together and, and everything. I, I was like, wow, that was that was incredible. And I remember that. I mean, I remember the, 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 the date, I believe it was March 26th. So maybe you can make a little footnote on your, on your calendar yep. there. But, uh, but I, that was the kind of the moment that I saw it. And I was like, this is going to be a game changer. And then, you know, so one of the things that, that you and I were talking about uh, a, a couple of days ago was the idea that you were um, going to be opening up a storefront, a physical building. Can you yep. talk a little bit about that in terms of your, your growth and what you're, what you're doing right now? Yeah, so um, probably around July 1st, if if all things go as planned, um, I will be opening up a storefront location in Morgantown. And that is, um, that's going to be great for us. I mean, right now, we're operating out of Anmore, West Virginia, mm-hmm. and um, we're shipping nationwide every day to wow. um, businesses as far away as Wyoming to, you know, folks that don't want to come up from Charleston because they just don't want to be near people. So we're just shipping nationwide. And so that's really going to having a storefront. So people here locally can come in and get what they need. Mm. Um, and there, and truthfully, there aren't a lot of options for chemical suppliers in this area. So we're hoping to expand that and give people, um, more options and better prices. And, um, it'll also give us the capability to bottle all our own product. Um, which will mean that we'll always have what you need in stock. Wow. I mean, that, that has been the, you know, a lot of companies nationwide are hampered by the fact that they are reliant um, on plastics and, and plastic manufacturers to get them what they need. I mean, that's why you can't find what you need now is because, you know, we're relying on bottling companies and that kind of stuff. And so we tried really hard to stay ahead of that. Um, and that's what we hope to do when we get our storefront open in Morgantown. Yeah. So the last, really, like the last five or six weeks have just been a, a, a firestorm for you of growing a business that's that's literally like booming right now. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And and I've learned so much. Yeah. So so talk talk yeah. about a couple of the key takeaways, Julie. And I, and I, I want everybody to know, I want to remind everybody, first of all, who we're talking to today. Julie Zerker is the owner of Sparkle Janitorial Supply. And she's one of those stories that I've been really talking about uh, with regard to being inspired by somebody who's in the middle of this crisis situation has transformed her company. Going back in January, contemplating taking on a third job just so she can keep her 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 business afloat and now she's just expanding and growing like crazy because she 
assessed what she had, and she's helping people, and she's being able to deliver products, uh, f- you know, uh, you know, great quality products for cleaning and disinfecting, uh, right to the consumer. So, Julie, go talk a little bit about those couple of things that that, that you wanted to, uh, kind of your takeaways, I guess, from uh, what you've learned over the last month or so. Um, you know, Jim, locally business, there's a lot of businesses that have inspired me and my biggest takeaway would be that when times are tough, you just got to get in there and do the work. And I, I see other business owners in this area and like they're down to bare bone staff and they are working their tails off. Mm. And I am so inspired by those people, you know, I mean, I've done that for the last couple of years and I've done every job in this company. And I think that that, that kind of understanding of the absolute insides of your business makes you just a much better business owner. If you can't do every job in your company, what do you do when mm. somebody walks away? You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, and I just continue to pivot. I mean, I, you know, we're going to open up businesses here in a couple of weeks and people are looking for products to, to sanitize and disinfect their business. And so like, while hand sanitizer is still a huge seller for me. I'm looking ahead to two weeks from now when doors open and cleanliness is very important to people. Mm. Um, and I, and I just go back to the kind of business owner I want to be. And I don't want to be a business owner that sells a product that is made for $10 for 180 bucks. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I want to keep things fair and I want, I would be horrible for to have businesses reopen and then have other businesses gouge them in a time when they are hurting already. Yeah. Wow. That's a good philosophy, I think, and and I believe that uh, you're going to be very successful, you know, as we continue to roll on. Julie, you know, it it, it sounds to me, as in, in just in hearing what you just said right there, that in, in a sense, the struggle that you've had, uh, you know, the last year or so with your company growing it and trying to keep it, keep it moving and advancing, that really prepared you for the time where you were like, okay, here's an open door. Let's, let's go through it. And you were ready to take that step. Is that a fair assessment? It is. And, and Jim, I have surrounded myself with really, really smart people who, when I need business advice, I feel a hundred percent confident that they can help me get where I need to be. Mm. Um, And, and they have helped me through this time. I mean, I've called lots of my fellow business friends and said, listen, what do you think I should do here? Mm. And so that, I I think that's one of the major keys to success is just being willing to ask for that help and hear it when it's given to you. Yeah, that's, that's extremely valuable. You know, we, we talk about um, the importance of, of having a mentor and people to walk alongside you. Uh, Typically when we're doing our, our weekly podcast, Positively West Virginia, but, uh, but I, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying there. I think that's extremely important. Having your own board of trusted advisors, if you will, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. That, that, that you can bounce ideas off of and, and be able to, um, you know, be able to take advantage of opportunities when they come down, you know, down the pike, so to speak. What's, um, 
And one of the things we've been talking a lot about, Julie, is innovation. What's something that uh, that you think you're going to learn about this uh, this situation that might help you innovate a little bit on your business? I know we one of the things we're talking about right now is uh, e-commerce and, and uh, mm-hmm. being able to offer your offer you know your products online with uh, ordering and stuff like that. What's what's some of the innovation uh, aspects you think are going to come out of this for you? Um, you know, right now I'm using uh, employees to bottle. Uh, products for me. And so I've been doing a lot of research on um, different bottling systems and whether that's more beneficial um, in the long run. You know, when I started, when we started selling the gallon jugs and the reason we sell everything in gallon jugs is that's what we have. Mm. Um, But when I started selling the gallon jugs, people kept saying, I need pumps for these gallon jugs. And I, you know, Jim, I know this is not a world you normally run in, (laughs) but Finding those pumps right now is insanely hard. And so I somebody said to me, you should just try Sally Beauty. And so I, I looked online and Sally Beauty did sell gallon pumps. And I, I've probably bought every one of those gallon pumps they have nationwide. <laughs> um, there's not a day that goes by that Sally Beauty pumps don't show up at my house. But just being willing to, you know, think outside the box mm. and not really get locked into this like, this is how it has to be thinking, mm. you know, it, that continues to, to help me along the way. Um, you know, dairy farms around here are hurting right now. Um, there's lots of press about that. And so I've reached out to different dairy farms to see like, what, what do they have sitting in their inventory that I can reuse to help me sell my product and get some cash in their hands mm. to, um, help them right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, just continue to think outside the box. And, and I've learned so much about logistics companies and hauling product all the way across this country. Those are things I, six weeks ago, I could have told you nothing about. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So, you know, be, you know, now you're kind of like a part of the, the critical supply chain, right? Um, you're, mm-hmm. you're delivering um, cleaning products and, and disinfectants and, and that kind of thing. You know, I, want, I do want to take, first of all, Thank you for sharing that story. I know that's you know you're you're uh, you're being a little vulnerable, telling us some of the the, the bad times you were going through, and, and it is amazing to see the transformation just where we were in January to here toward the end of April. And so, thank you for sharing that story, Julie. I appreciate that, and I I think that that was a incredibly valuable uh, information that our listeners, especially small business owners that are hurting right now, can can get some hope and inspiration from. Because I do think that uh, there are going to be better times and opportunities ahead. Uh, once we get into the to the calm waters of the storm, so to speak. Uh, but Julie, you know, we, one of the things I like to talk about is leadership. And, you know, you, you kind of got thrown into the fire as a leader trying to put together a team of employees and finding a, you know, you're, you're finding a, 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 a a warehouse space, and now you're looking at, you know, expanding into this uh, storefront opportunity. What kind of leadership lessons uh, are are you learning uh, through this pandemic? There were times, Jim. We had we had a major petroleum company reach out to us and order thousands of gallons, and they had to go out the door really quick. Mm. And I I pushed my staff. Um, probably beyond where they needed to be pushed uh, to make those things happen. Mm. And so, you know, I always want to say yes to customers, but sometimes, you know, you have to say no, or it just can't happen today. Mm -hmm. Um, 
to treat your team fairly. I mean, this is a scary time for everybody. And so I'm not only, you know, am I asking people to work a lot, I'm asking them to come out and make themselves vulnerable to this disease um, and put their health on the line. And I mean, we're doing everything we can to be safe and staying away from people. But, you know, when people are scared, you know, emotions run high. And so I'm sort of just being in tune with that. I mean, I certainly, we, we would not have put the thousands of gallons of product out in the last six weeks that we, that we have without the help of folks that are not normally working for me. They work for somebody else. And so, <laughs> you know, um, that's a challenge. Absolutely. But, um, I've tried to really be aware of that and, you know, give people space when they need space. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been said that, you know, the way that you lead in, in a time of crisis is the way that you will be, uh, it, it comes back to you when you come out of the crisis, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I think that, um, you know, you're onto something there and just, you know, treating people with respect and listening to their needs and being empathetic, I think is a, very important. Uh, I know I struggle a lot with those things, patience, uh, those kinds of things. And, yeah, uh, me so. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it kind of shines a light on, um, you know, the type of leader that you are and, and uh, in a time like this, I think it just kind of magnifies it. So I think that you're doing great and uh, getting the results that you are because uh, of your leadership. Uh, Julie, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about, because you did mention it, but maybe a little deeper dive in the to the types of products that you actually, you know, we talked a lot about hand sanitizer and, and, you know, sanitizing products. What are some of the specific things that you, you are, you're offering now that, uh, that people should know about? Probably right now in the heart of this, um, I'm selling, I have hand sanitizer. We sell it by the gallon. Mm. Um, I have antibacterial soap and I also have regular soap. There's two, there's two schools of thought on hand soap at this point and I have both. Um, and I have a disinfectant that has the same, um, chemicals in it that you find in disinfecting wipes, which are very, very hard to find right now. Mm. Um, and so those are my three biggest sellers right now. And as people are in their home and they start to look outside and see green mold growing up their house and it's driving them crazy. I also sell an amazing product that takes care of that. Um, it's not a hot seller right now, but I would think the longer people spend in their homes, uh, it may become a bigger seller. <laughs> yeah. What, what is it called? All Clean. All Clean. Awesome. Um, yeah. And um, all of those are available on my website to be ordered. Uh, that's www.sparklejanitorials.com. Mm-hmm. And um, people can also pick up my products in Oakland at Smoke and Mirrors Photography and also at Cove Run Customs and Anmore. All those products are available there. Awesome. Awesome. That was very good to know. Now, if you don't mind, you don't have to divulge trade secrets or anything, but yeah. you mentioned that, that you're, you know, utilizing a local manufacturer. Um, can you, are you able to talk just a little bit about how the products are made and, you know, why your products may be a little bit different uh, than, you know, what's uh, commercially available out there, you know, the brand name, so to speak? Sure. So um, the gentleman that makes all my products, he grew up in the car wash industry and he has a background in chemical engineering. And so he create most of his products were created from this knowledge of the car wash industry. Um, but then as we've sort of evolved over the years, 
he's been able to listen to what people really want in products and create formulas that um, are able to do many things at a lower cost. And, and I mean, the reason we can keep our costs so low is that a lot of big manufacturers, a lot of their money is tied up in packaging and marketing. And we have pretty basic packaging. We mm-hmm. do almost everything in gallon jugs. And we encourage our consumers to dilute the products themselves because, you know, at the end of the day, if you buy a bottle of cleaner in the grocery store, you're paying for 75% water. Mm. Um, That's a great point. You know, and it's better for the earth. Mm. I mean, there's there's a green aspect to it. If you, you know, if you buy 20 bottles of countertop spray mm. at Kroger or one bottle of my product and a spray bottle, I mean, it's really a huge impact on the earth. Absolutely. Oh, that's great. Great to know. And, and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that because um, we spent a lot of time talking about hand sanitizer. And I <laughs> want to make sure that everybody knew that, you know, that you have a broad spectrum of, of cleaning products for not only uh, commercial, but for um, residential use as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, thanks for sharing that. Julie, um, our guest once again, first of all, is Julie Zerker. She's the owner of Sparkle Janitorial Supply located in Morgantown. She has an awesome story. She was also our guest uh, back in May of uh, 2019, May 15th, on Episode 70. So if you're inclined, I would urge you to go check out her story on Episode 70 of Positively West Virginia last year. Julie, as we wrap up our time here today, what's the best way for people to learn more about you personally and perhaps get in touch with you? I know you gave us your website, and we'll make sure we have a link to that. Uh, And I know that there's an e-commerce site coming very soon. Uh, But what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Well, day to day right now, I am working out at Ann Moore at Cove Run Customs and folks can stop by there anytime or they can give me a call at 304-906-6524. And that's my personal cell phone number and I answer it every time. Yeah, Julie, I I appreciate you uh, sharing that. We'll make sure we get... uh, all those links and the phone numbers and everything listed on our uh, show notes section of the podcast for sure. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I guess, Julie, I just want to say, first of all, I really appreciate you coming on the show. You're a very busy person. You're, you're, your company's exploding. You're thriving. I didn't even, I, I, just knowing the person that you are, you may even take a call. You may get a call from somebody who's looking for some inspiration, you know, and I'd <laughs> encourage folks to, you know, you, you talked about collaborating and surrounding yourself with great people. So Julie has a great story and she is one of those companies that's really thriving right now. And I, I can just see down the road, you're going to be uh, really taking off. I think you've got a, a nice runway to, to, to take this plane off. You're already up halfway in the air right now and you're just rocking it. So awesome. You're killing it. Thanks, Jim. I really appreciate you having me on the show again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Folks, that's it for today's Positively West Virginia COVID-19 Daily Business Briefing. My hope is that we brought you some valuable insight and, and some inspiration, too, that you can use in your business as we all work to navigate these uncharted waters. I want to take a moment to thank once again our sponsors for Positively West Virginia, and they are the Insurance Centers, the State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media will be coming to you live every weekday as this pandemic situation continues with these special edition briefings. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay positive, West Virginia.